Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters To Go. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. It's Sunday, December 14th. So happy to be with you today. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California, and I'm joined by two of my big sisters, Liz Dolan in Santa Monica, California. Hi, Liz. How you doing, Leanne? I'm Definitely good. Aren't we all your big sisters? Yes. I know that's the point you're secretly trying to make. Now, again, no. I, it's just a fact. It's not a judgment. Okay, no, it's true. It's a fact. Okay. Yes. Uh, yes. Nice to talk to you, Leanne. Yes. You're all my big sisters. And my biggest sister, Julie. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just glad you didn't say oldest sister, Lee, which you usually do or try to reference that in some fact. But right. I, I guess I am the biggest sister. Yes, you are. You are, yeah. Jewel. All right. Jewel yeah. is in Dallas, Texas. If you are a new listener to Satellite Sisters, welcome. Uh, we're always happy to have you. We have hundreds of shows on iTunes. That's exciting, isn't it? And on it Stitcher. Mm-hmm. So you can follow us, listen along, join our Facebook page. We have a group page. Get to know us at our website, SatelliteSisters.com. But thank you for listening. All right, we have a very full show today. We have a lot of news, a lot of news coming out of Hollywood, news coming out of Korea. Uh, We have uh, some gift-wrapping trends we will not be able to participate in. (laughs) Julie has uh, the trendiest new coffee drink around and another food trend that I'm afraid of. And um, and then finally, shout-out to Toast. So... (laughs) That's wow. I, I hope you I can't believe there's toast that. news. That there's actually toast news. It's Every amazing. week now, Liz. Every week since we recommitted to toast, Julie and I, there has been toast news. So. I mean, I didn't think coffee could be any trendier, but the, it is. And now toast is trendy. So, uh, that's and you know, amazing. all I can say is I'd rather toast than juice. So that's I'm going on the toast cleanse after the first of the year. <laughs> So, uh, so Julie, I bet this week you were really concerned whether Leon and I were going to make it through all of the extreme weather in Los Angeles, weren't you? I was afraid you might be washed away. Um, the predictions were very grave. They were okay. I know some people live in danger zones here in Southern California, like in the mudslide zone. I am nowhere near a danger zone, Leanne. I'm just going out on a limb and saying you are nowhere near a danger no, zone. No, I'm in the flatlands, not up in the hills. Yep. So if you're not one of the 1% of the people here who is actually in a danger zone, the coverage of extreme weather, it just, it reached a ludicrous level this week. I mean, mean, what what we get reported as Stormwatch 2014, I'm just telling you, it's too bad Monica's not here today. It's just an average day in Portland, Oregon. It is, there is just like... Where they wouldn't where, even have their wipers on, right? No, no wipers on. No, yeah. I mean, they're just the just the use of the word storm um, is so they're throwing around the word storm, but it it does get people like all freaked out about it to the point where where I work, which is in Century City, which again flatlands. There's no flooding. <laughs> yeah. There's no mudsliding. 
there's, you know, a wildfire has never blown through Century City. I'll tell you that. <laughs> we, we actually got like an email in the morning from the HR department, like all oh, like, be safe. If you have any issue getting to work, please just call your manager. Here it is. Please use caution before heading out to work. Watch local weather alerts and keep in contact with your management team. If you have contacts about your safety, please reach out to your manager to coordinate work arrangements. Stay safe exclamation point (laughs) (laughs) so i just got to tell you because i work in the international division you should know that our hr department is in miami so (laughs) yeah so So two inches of rain is nothing yeah they were just watching the national news and taking this very seriously but then i knew the la team took it seriously like the people that manage the facility where i work because about an hour after that we got the ultimate doomsday announcement I mean, the kind, of, the kind of thing that just makes everyone in the whole organization shiver, Julie, on the big uh, 20th Century Fox lot in Century City. They canceled all the food trucks for lunch. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, no. That's how bad it was. It was so bad that the Friday food trucks got canceled. <laughs> that seems like a really prudent measure to take. <laughs> of course, by noon, when people would have been eating... It was no longer raining at all. Right. It was complete blue sky by noon when we should have had our food trucks. But it's like, I guess, cities where they think a big snowstorm is coming. And so everybody overreacts. Leon, I'm sure you had the same scenario in Pasadena. Well, I, you know, here's the, I really thought, like, maybe they'll cancel school because, I mean, they were predicting six to seven inches of rain. But on the other hand, Liz, it hasn't freaking rained here in two years. Right. So... It was kind of news, yeah, that it was raining. It was legitimate news. And I have been so hot and dry for, like, years. I was so psyched. I actually went to my deep water workout while it was pouring rain. It was fantastic. The pool was open. It was an open-air pool. We were in the pool doing our deep water workout in the pouring rain. I could not have been wetter, and I loved it. Again, that's so Portlandia. Right. I know. I thought of Edna Dolan, you know, getting into her aqua aerobics when it was 55 and raining in Portland. And there I was, 55 raining in the pool. It was great. No, I loved it. I loved it. But the coverage was hilarious. At one point, they just had people fanned out across the Southland standing where it wasn't raining yet. Like the rain wasn't coming for seven hours, but that did not deter the news coverage. So there you have it. Well, it did. The one good piece of this, all this weather news, and Carrie, I know you asked about this in the Facebook group. It did give me a chance to test the hole in my roof. Oh, so, yes, Liz. You know, Update us, please. Right. So a month ago, there was a giant leak. The last time it like rained like a quarter of an inch. Uh, it reveals all of these leaks that you don't know about because it never rains. So my a portion of my bedroom ceiling caved in about a month ago. We felt like we had found the source of the leak. You know, I'm the building is only two stories. I'm on the I'm on the second story. So it was just a plugged allegedly was a plugged drain directly on top of my bedroom that created the uh, the cave-in. But this was this was the ultimate test. So Carrie and anyone else who's worried, like, it's been solved. They, I passed the test with flying colors. No leak at all here in uh, my bedroom. So I still have to patch the underside, like the part that's actually in my bedroom. But I didn't want to do that until I knew for sure that the uh, that it was no, lo- no longer going to leak in that spot. So sure enough, I... So, 
Well I'm done, Liz. Well done. Well done. That's good news. Well, they'll um, be talking about this storm of December well, 11th or whatever it was <laughs> that you had, right? It's going to go down in the history of L.A. weather. Is that it? it We're be- storming a thousand years. That's what the news was saying. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I think our weatherman is about a thousand years old. Dallas Rains is our weatherman. So I think he knows. Some, I like, I like when there's a big storm, they bring in the senior uh, weather forecast. Yes. Sometimes they come out of retirement to do right. that. And I, I enjoy that. Then, then you know that that has great drama and gravitas. Uh, and that really does. He's like sure. the Walter Cronkite of weather. Dallas reigns. Because there's so little actual weather here. Yeah. You figure they've been on the air for 40 years talking about things other than the actual weather during the weather report. Because the weather is pretty predictable. It's 72 and sunny. You know, again. Um, Okay, speaking of uh, weather and <laughs> 72, and sunny. 72 and sunny, uh, I want to weigh in with a little Operation Sea Turtle report. Excellent. Yes. What's, the, what's the latest, Liz? So here's the latest. You know, Julie, as you know, uh, we are leaving you behind over the holidays. Yes, and- I, was, let's, I want to be clear. I just I can't emphasize this enough that I was not invited on this, <laughs> on this trip. Okay. okay. Carry on, Liz. There okay. is a family subset of uh, West Coasters where we are going to the Galapagos together uh, over over the holidays. And Leah, and you and your your crew are in on that, right? We're in. We're in. We're going. Monica's in. Um, and so we are in this last minute sort of frenzy of what is the right wardrobe for? You're on the equator. You're on a boat, you're off the boat, you're swimming and snorkeling, you're hiking, you're on the Zodiacs, bombing around, you're like, so like, I got to say, I'm really overthinking this wardrobe thing, you know, basically. <laughs> because we have a weight limit too, Julie. We can only bring I mean, a small amount of stuff. They're not, they're yeah. encouraging you. There's no dress up on the boat. I was going to say, are you going to be doing fine dining no. with the ship's captain at night? No, no. I don't think there's it's any of that. Big- you know, are you going to the disco in the boat at, uh, no. at the there's, evenings? No, no there's, no there's none of that. They said no. you can bring some yoga pants because there's a stretch class in the morning. But that's about <laughs> it. No, seriously, right? Yeah, that's it. So um, I am I'm doing too well in certain wardrobe categories and not at all well in others. Like, okay, all of a sudden I have three hats, three big. <laughs> they tell you to be, bring a big broad-brimmed hat. Mm-hmm. With, but with a chin strap, Julie, because you're, you're bombing around on these little Zodiac boats. So you need a hat that stays attached to your head. Yeah. So for some reason, I now have three of those. <laughs> Leanne, do you have any of those yet? I don't, I don't have any. <laughs> okay, I don't well. have any. I've eyed a couple online, but I have not pulled the trigger. So I need to order one. Okay. Well, I think I got you covered. Okay. In the event that you don't find one, I have three. Um, I have four rash guards. Oh, just that. So again, uh, in the event that you want one, that's like several sizes too big for you. I got you covered. (laughs) Um, I know that uh, I have already purchased several skorts and you got into that category this week. Liz, I have spent like 
10 hours online researching squirts. I don't know why what? I didn't. They recommend that you yes. bring a squirt? Yes. yes. Okay. Specifically and so, squirt. Yes, because you're hiking, up. you're getting in and out of the boats. Like it's better look. It's, you know, just more protect, more coverage than a skirt. Easier to move around in. And Liz, I, I must have clicked on every skirt I found on my Google search. And I finally ordered one from Columbia and it arrived yesterday and it's not a freaking skirt. It's a skirt. Somehow, <laughs> I ordered oh, a skirt no. instead that of a skirt. That's the worst possible situation. It is. And your skirt is only a skirt. Yes, it is. So I, I know. I just, I can't believe it. I mean, it's lightweight. It's, it's good for hiking. It's all those things, but it's not a skirt. So, hmm, well, I, I would tell you where I ordered mine, but then, I'm, then I'm afraid we'll all be in the same skirt. Yeah, no, so that's I'm not going to tell you where mine Don't. came from. Okay. So I got the hats, I got the rash cards, I got the skorts. Uh, Julie, there's a lot of instruction about dry landing, wet landing. So Mm -hmm. you need a pair of shoes for each, like basic sneakers for your dry landing and hiking. But then you need some sort of wet landing shoe, you know, an aqua sock, a tiva sandal, something in that category. So footwear, I'm always long on footwear. So mm-hmm. I got that covered. So I'm like going down and they send you a packing list, by the way, just in oh, case. So it's, like, it's like going to camp. Or exactly. Yeah. Like, yes, okay, yes. good. So, I, you know, I still have to find my binoculars and a few other things that are on the packing list, but I haven't nailed down the bathing suit yet. Oh, really? <laughs> so I have all these exotic categories, but like the fundamental bathing suit, um, you know, I was waiting for my Operation Sea Turtle uh, fitness program to really get maxed out. It's like, maxed I, out. You look good, Liz. You look thank great. Thank you, Liz. Yeah. Thank you. I really, I've really made an effort since my birthday in September. You know, I've really made an effort. So I'm almost bathing suit ready now. You don't want to go shopping for a bathing suit when you're at your, let's just say, peak. <laughs> you want to be at your reverse peak. So it's just a question of when I call it. Like, okay, is this, <laughs> am I done Seems now? like you, you still have two weeks, Liz. So that's what I'm thinking, like Julie. So a think... lot can happen in two weeks. So I, I, I mean, think... not that much, but some, yes, yeah, some can happen okay. in two weeks. So I think I'm going to wait to, so the week after next, so Christmas week, um, I think that's when I'm actually going to pull the trigger on, uh, on my final bathing suit selection, but uh, I have like a hundred bathing suits. I have you, I have ba- bathing suit. I have tankinis, swiminis, mini swiminis. <laughs> I have one pieces. I I didn't realize how many suits I had till I started putting them all together for this trip. I'm like I am I have a lot of sporty clothing. So other so I have golf skorts. I have tennis skorts. I I, just, I don't think there's any golf or tennis in the Galapagos. I know. <laughs> okay, which is why I got the lightweight tropical. What I thought was a skirt, but is actually just a skirt. <laughs> well, well, we did just last week in the mail, Julie, get the official itinerary, uh-huh. you know, of like what your activities are every day. And this is a super active thing. You know, it's not like you're on a cruise. You're, you're not get- going to be sitting on lounge chairs. No. Just on no. the deck, sipping no. exotic drinks or things no, like that. I don't think there's okay. any of that. So, okay. and because the, the ship that we're on is the National Geographic Islander, all of the activities are led by National Geographic naturalists. So, Jacques Cousteau is yeah, leading. Jacques Cousteau. I wish. Go. He's hot. The young Jacques Cousteau. <laughs> Jacques, Jacques Jr. 
Chuck Jr. Yeah, he's yeah, he's. I wish. <laughs> yeah, but some of these people are just—it's not quite that exact. They just are experts in, say, sea lions, mm-hmm. or they're the bird people, or you know. So, so every day you're learning different things about different animals, which Sounds I think fascinating. That is what makes the Galapagos so. That's why Charles Darwin dug it. You know, there's just a lot going on in those islands. That's why the the big light bulb went off in Darwin's head while he was there. So I was just reading through some of the animals I am excited to meet. Like on the afternoon of day one, you'll be welcomed by sea lions at the dock. Uh, Excellent. Mm -hmm. And then you'll be uh, exploring the endemic Palo Santo forest where large colonies of seabirds such as frigates and blue-footed boobies are found. Oh, oh. okay. I mean, the blue-footed booby is like your classic Galapagos sighting, right? So if we can tick that off. You just off. wanted to say that, didn't you, Liz? Yeah. You just but on the very that. first day, they're going to make sure you see those damn boobies, okay. you know? So because that's why you're there. That's why you went that far. Uh, the downside on day one is then uh, as you make your way along the path, there's a good possibility you will encounter the endemic land iguanas. Yeah. Okay. Not totally sure how I feel about the land iguanas. Do they bite? Do iguanas bite? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No idea. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think you want to pet the land iguana. No, no, I I don't want to pet it. But I mean, if they just do their thing and you're just hiking in the woods, that's okay. Yeah, I don't think they attack. None of the animals (laughs) on the Galapagos attack. I hope not. Well, they're not afraid of humans, Julie. That's the thing. Oh, I'm sure Because nothing there has ever been hunted or anything. So they tell you that it's all safe. But the endemic land iguanas aren't as – they're also swimming iguanas. I'm feeling even worse about the swimming (laughs) iguanas. But they're not day two because day one you got the boobies, so they know you want that. Day two, they also tick off the next big thing on the list. You have the opportunity to swim and snorkel with the Galapagos penguins yeah so i'm so psyched for that i can't even mm-hmm. tell you mm-hmm. yeah day two they're not holding it off it's not like a disney tour where they might save that for the end day two <laughs> penguins so i i just said that to colin yesterday day two we get to see the penguins <laughs> the penguins bite again i think all animals defend themselves so that okay. none of the animals attack you. That's the difference. All right. That's, I, I think these are valid questions. Yes. Okay. Well, it's okay, the same well, question and it's the yeah. same answer. They don't really attack you, <laughs> but you shouldn't stick your hand in their mouths. <laughs> <laughs> and day four, we're going to the turtle nesting beach, Julie. So oh. I think... I think that's really going to be interesting. But then from there, one of your hike options is to the large land iguana nesting colony. So I'm glad that's a choice because the other choice is just to go look at the giant tortoises, which I think that's where I'm going to go on that afternoon. The, if I, if I cover the land iguanas on, you know, day one, that's probably enough land iguana for me. You, you certainly have an underlying ambivalence towards iguanas. That is the, that this trip is pointing out. I, uh, Julie, I predict she'll come back and be founder of the iguana conservancy. Iguana rescue. Yes. She's going to like John Cleese, right? Doesn't he? rescue some obscure animal like that's his <laughs> life's work liz is going to find her life's work amongst the iguana okay well i did read the entire book about the galapagos including the entire chapter on reptiles julie mm-hmm. so i just think that reptiles in general are not my favorite category mm-hmm. so but it's it sounds like this is going to be fun anyway so operation sea turtle it's it's all go from my end i'm good, good. 
Yeah. Well, Liz, Liz, I have to ask you before you leave um, and may never come back because you'll be eaten alive by either the <laughs> penguin or the iguana. I did want to get your take on Sony. I mean, Sony had another big week. What is going on in Hollywood? Holy moly, Sony. is! I mean, it. this is really unbelievable. Even for people that don't care about business stories or don't care about the entertainment industry, this story has something for everyone, Julie, because there is just such a, like uh, such an ero- a variety of bad behavior and stupidity here. Let's just talk about something that we at Satellite Sisters appear to be more on top of than the people at Sony Pictures Entertainment. And that would be thanks to Professor Mary, who did a live tutorial on a show not too long ago. Password management <laughs> is something that um, that I think we've really attempted to get on top of at Satellite Sisters, wouldn't you say? We've And, and provided a public service in that area. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Yeah. So part of the problem at Sony, for those of you who are behind on this, all their computers got hacked and now all of the contents of all of their computers is being dumped out onto the media. Um, one of the reasons that this hack was as effective as it was is because all of their top secret passwords were in a file folder online that was labeled Master Password Sheet. Oh, my God. So, yes. It's sort of like they had a giant post-it on their yes. computer with passwords. <laughs> passwords. Right? Even I don't have that. Even I call that folder PW, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> but they have, and there, there are pictures of this online at some of the sites that are following this story very closely, but they have, um, they have logins and passwords for individuals. They have logins and passwords for their YouTube channel. They have logins and passwords for all of the different subsets of the business, all handily put into one file called Master Password Sheet. I mean, right? I these mean, there's people... been a lot of lot of speculation that the North Koreans didn't have the wherewithal to crack into a major business like Sony. But apparently, you don't need to have a right. lot of. Right. I mean, it seems like Sony made it pretty easy for the hackers. I think we could have cracked this one, Julie. I really do. Because these, these, none of this is encrypted. None of this. Again, Professor Mary and her class could have dramatically improved the security system at Sony Pictures Entertainment, which is a multi-billion dollar worldwide entertainment conglomerate. Which is not what Satellite Sisters is, right. but we are we are we're a smaller entertainment operation, and we're doing way better. So all of that I, for the people that work there, I've talked to friends of friends who work there. It's just like they're being asked to use just their personal email accounts now. There's still a lot of people that can't use email, can't use any of this. The Wi-Fi, you're not allowed to use the Wi-Fi on the whole Sony lot at all. Yeah, I mean it's just like. I, I know this seems silly that it's such a big deal, but imagine any other major corporation where all of a sudden everybody's off the web for a while and you're just back to what? Having to actually talk to each other or faxes, yeah. <laughs> fax machine, crank they, up the fax machine. <laughs> <laughs> 
I still have my fax that's machine. My that's, I, like, I like it that it's Satellite Sisters. We have our own sound effects department. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's, uh, that's uh, number one, is just our technology beats Sony Pictures Entertainment technology, which is a revelation to me. The part that is not a revelation to me is what horrible people these mm-hmm. people are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, You know, there's a lot of focus on email exchanges between Amy Pascal, who runs the whole studio, so she's the boss there, and a very well-known movie producer named Scott Rudin. So he is known for being the worst person in the world. I think that's well-established inside Hollywood, and now that everybody can read his email... Uh, I think the rest of the world can now see a very convincing case that this is a person that you would never want to come across in your worst nightmare. Like I actually have a, a, a friend who left a job simply because there was too much exposure to him. That was just, that's how bad this person is. Anyway, so as his email pours out onto the internet, I've been trying not to read too much of it because it just, it just poisons you. It does. It's just just like the fact that people are this horrible to each other as a routine part of business. Like, I know everyone keeps saying, well, if anyone's email was revealed, we would all look this bad. No, 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 no. I I don't think we're all making racist jokes about the president of the United States. No, exactly. I mean, we're not. That exchange, she should resign based on that exchange. Absolutely. Yeah, we are not. No, we are not all doing that. Yes, we are not all doing that. In fact, if you are still doing that as part of your business email, like if you are actually writing that down and pressing send on whatever your company system is, yes, I. you should just go. Like right. you haven't learned yet. Everything you write is has the potential to be public. How many more times are people going to learn this? I just don't <laughs> I know. I've seen several shows on the media where uh, they were saying, where media people were saying, well, I feel very uncomfortable reading these stolen emails and we shouldn't comment on it. I don't know. No. I mean, this is a public company, Liz. They did this on their business emails. And I totally agree with Leon that they these people should resign. Yeah. I mean, Leon, we talked about it earlier. And I said, you know, I said that these people were stupid and dumb for making this movie, the interview, which <laughs> which is how this all started. And you questioned my use of both of both adjectives in one <laughs> sentence, as I recall. I think I have now proven that these people are stupid and dumb maybe right. one more and racist and racist right. and just so venal they're just so yeah. arrogant they're just like as you read through this email in almost no exchange are they recognizing the uh creative talent of anyone every exchange seems to be about how stupid someone is or how untalented someone is or like Okay, let's just talk about Angelina Jolie for a second, Mm -hmm. because I printed out what Scott Rudin said about Angelina Jolie. It has been excerpted in the media, but here, do you mind if I just read it? I don't want to, I don't want to put these terrible thoughts in people's heads, but this has been widely quoted. So here's what what Scott Rudin uh, wrote about Angelina Jolie to uh, Amy Pascal. I'm not destroying my career over a minimally talented, spoiled brat who thought nothing of shoving this off her plate for 18 months so she could go direct a movie. I have no desire to be making a movie with her or anybody um, that she runs and we don't. 
She is a camp event and a celebrity, and that's all. And the last thing anybody needs is to make a giant bomb with her that any fool could see coming. Wow. That's a very strong opinion about someone who's just out there starring in movies, directing movies, like Unbroken comes out this week. Like, even if this is true in some way, like sometimes maybe she's a little bit spoiled or whatever. The the fact that this is a business exchange between two Hollywood moguls is pretty unbelievable to me. I guess I'm naive. I don't know. I guess I'm naive. No, that's the email. Right. Uh, That's the email you write in your head, but you don't write on paper. Exactly. You know, that's the email you write and you don't send, but these people send. And so that's what's crazy. And I think Angelina Jolie um, got the best of both of them. First of all, that picture of her and Amy Pascal meeting at the premiere, I think it's the picture of 2014. I mean, if you <laughs> just Google it or I'll put it up on the satellitesisters.com. Yeah. It's spectacular of Angelina giving her the stink eye at yeah. this premiere. Just because Amy is trying to apologize yeah. or something. It was at a big Women in Hollywood event this yeah. week where they were all being honored and Angelina Jolie could not look colder. No, it was just if she's if they didn't think she was a good actress, then I think she's a pretty good actress after that picture. <laughs> and then she claimed to have chicken pox, so she couldn't do any more publicity for the movie, which is Oh, you fantastic. don't think she has chicken pox? You don't think that's real? Well, I don't know what a mild case of chicken pox is, because I had chicken pox as an adult, and it was the worst two weeks of my life. Like, adults don't get mild chicken pox. They get, like, I think, I, you know, I was covered head to toe. And the great thing about chicken pox is no one wants you to come anywhere. So it is. It's the perfect excuse. <laughs> I, I was I flew to San Francisco for a wedding and I had got woke up with chicken pox. So of course I couldn't go to the wedding because if there are pregnant people there, I mean no one wants you at their wedding if you have chicken pox or at their movie premiere or at their stupid luncheon. No, you're you are free if you claim chicken pox. Well, I mean, the thing I would say about this as it relates to real people like us, I think email does have the potential to make nice people mean because you you don't edit yourself as much as you should, right. potentially, right? You say things in email that you would never say in real life. Mm-hmm. And you should just stop doing that. I've really tried, especially my work habits, mm-hmm. to just never, ever do that. Never, ever send an email that you think, if, so, if this person was sitting in my office, would I say this? No. So, that's, so it has the potential to make nice people mean, but it clearly has the potential to take mean people and make them unbelievably awful. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, and, and these are people, these are people who are in business together. Right. They're working on things together. And this is the way they communicate with each other. These are not like professional. um, uh, They're not uh, competitors. Right. They're this is their process of collaboration is talking to each other this way. It's really, really just unbelievable. And it's uh, that this is happening inside this big company. I guess it's true. It could be happening inside a, a lot of other big companies. But I suspect that in Hollywood, the drama is escalated 
by just the way people talk to each other. Right. So you have a lot know. of characters too, you know, like you, the a- emails from uh, Jennifer Lawrence's agents. Well, that's your agent's do- job is to get yes. you more money. That doesn't reflect poorly on Jennifer Lawrence or anything. That's their, her agent's job. And she should have been paid as much as the men in that movie. You know, she was paid uh, a lot less than the men in American Hustle. And she had an Oscar, you know. Right. right. I liked reading the Mark Cuban email exchange over Shark Tank. I like that. I like reading that. I think I missed that. What oh, yeah. Like no, Mark that? Cuban was saying I should be paid a lot more per episode than this. And you can now cut me out of all the promos. And at least he was negotiating for himself. He only gets $30,000 an episode, which, again, to normal people, sounds like a huge amount of money. Uh-huh. But that show is a huge hit, Shark Tank. And those people have become media stars, and they do a ton of promo for that show, all the sharks. So good for Mark Cuban. Yeah, he's no idiot. He wants more money. He, want, he, inve- he wanted to negotiate as a businessman. He yeah. didn't want to negotiate as some crazy as a Hollywood high school, person. As a high school person. Yeah. Like the rest know, of they them. do seem to think so little of their talent. That yeah. comes totally through. What they said about Kevin Hart, too. Like, mm-hmm. I'm glad he stuck up for himself today. I mean, here's a guy who's like the star of every movie that is out right, right now. And sells out. Giant arenas, yes, you know, unbelievably yeah. talented. So you may or may not like the way he is managing himself, but this is the talent that powers the entire entertainment industry. It's not you people behind the scenes sending snarky emails to each other, you know. That anyway. So I think it's just going to keep coming for months. I think too. so too. Yeah, it's. I, uh, I yeah. hope they resign. I really hope they are forced out, and yeah. I think the board at Sony should force Amy Pascal and Scott Rudin, Rudin to resign. Was, you was, know what I think, though, Julie? I think the next level probably just as bad, and then all of their email <laughs> is going to come out, and then you're going to get the next level. I think you can keep peeling this onion away for a year. So this is one thing that you know. I think about the North Koreans and what they're good at and what they're bad at. So I think we're, we've established they're good at hacking into computers. But who inside this project is actually reading the emails and figuring out which ones are the most explosive? Um, I feel like that's probably not a North Korean. They obviously have people in Hollywood who are editing this material for them. So some other rotten, horrible person from yeah. Hollywood yes. who's now... Of which there's an unlimited supply. Some bitter now, screenwriter. For the North Koreans, Leon, uh, Liz and Leon, that is a movie right there. Yeah. I, I, I can see it. Bitter screenwriter. Bitter screenwriter. Yep. Somebody who is getting their, getting their revenge after all of these years <laughs> of being treated as if they're not talent. Anyway... So there you have it. We're going to keep watching that. But if you really want to see a good apology, Liz and Leon, we have to point to the South Korean um, executive. Oh, uh, yeah. Korean airs. You know, the woman... Miss yeah. uh, Mrs. Miss Cho or AKA Nut Rage, uh, you know you know this incident where she totally lost it. She was served macadamia nuts in a bag rather than on a dish, and she uh, berated uh, the stewards on the flight. In fact, she made one of the stewards kneel down. Leanne, that's right? one of the new details. You're details. kidding? No, no. no, kneel down on the plane. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Uh, and so she has been shamed. She has resigned from her job. Okay. And now her father is chairman of Korean air, but she has resigned from her job. And this week she, um, she had to walk some kind of gauntlet, uh, you know, cause she's being hounded by the press and she went to the homes of the two 
flight attendants where that she had totally berated on this flight from New York to um, South Korea um, about the macadamias in the bag. And but they weren't home. But she left personal notes at their two houses. But she is walking the walk of shame. She is doing it. She has. I would say she's really good at it, Lean. Don't you yeah. think? She and her dad is also, he bowed deeply in front of a row of journalists and said that, you know, she was not properly raised. He is also ashamed. It is a good. whole family of shamed people wow. bowing deeply. And that's, I think, See, that's the thing. In Hollywood, yeah. in Hollywood, there's no shame. There's no that's shame. That's what they lack here. There's yeah. Just- there's just no shame. They're yeah. embarrassed, but that's it does not reach the level of shame at all ever. Yeah. So no, they're doing a fantastic job apologizing. They they <laughs> they are shamed. They're taking responsibility for it and uh, doing it in a very public way. You know, as well they should because it was an outrageous thing. So, uh, so with that I just I think Amy uh, and Scott, perhaps you could. Um, just uh, ring up or maybe send an email um, to uh, <laughs> from your personal account from your personal account to Miss Joe. Just j- just ask about how to you know how to step down and take responsibility for horrible horrible behavior. So, but on the bright side this week, and I'm I'm very happy that uh, the Satellite Sisterhood brought it to our attention first. But now it's everywhere as well. It deserves to be. That is the Christmas card picture of Prince George. <laughs> Have you seen him? Have you seen? How you know cute? what? He looks like a character out of Downton Abbey. I know. To me. Yes. I looked at that picture. I'm like, he could be the little one of the bo- the kids in Downton Abbey. That's how cute he is. I am running out directly after this podcast and buying lots of knee socks. I'm just telling you, I am going to put every little urchin I know in knee socks. It would be all of my grandchildren. If I see other uh, just kids on the street, I'm going to offer them knee socks. Because like, are those adorable or what? Is he just... And the sweater fest. I know. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That is and he funny. looks exactly like his dad. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. But with hair. Yeah. So. That is one cute little prince. Yep. That's... <laughs> so he's doing his job. Yeah. Totally but but he looks like a fictional character. <laughs> he just looks like that can't be real. That the little prince actually looks like that. <laughs> All right, uh, you guys, moving on to holiday stuff. Yesterday I did something fun. I always We always do an adopt-a-family at our house, and we adopt a family, and then I get to go buy them presents. And this year it was um, th- a family with three little girls. And so all they wanted was frozen stuff, which <laughs> – <laughs> and the We're good news is in. everything in the store is frozen stuff. So that I, I think there's frozen motor oil. Like I could have bought that if I wanted it. So <laughs> it was. And you never get to buy that for your own kids. No, so ever. That's good. So I had no idea. I don't really know the story of Frozen. So I didn't know, do they like the princesses more than the snowman? Is there one princess that's better than the other? I just went with the princesses because they were little girls. Um, but then I had to come home and wrap it all. And get it all set to drop off uh, to the organization on Monday. So I'm looking forward to that. It's always a good, it's always a good drop off. You always feel good when you do that. Um, but I saw this uh, this article on Real Simple about present wrapping. Five unique gift wrap ideas you'll never find in the store. And I thought of you all, my craft challenge sisters, and I knew that we could not negotiate any of these. So oh, really, not not even one out of five. Okay, maybe one, but not the first one for sure. Okay, so here's the real simple proposition for wrapping presents. Now, I of course, when I did my adopt a family, I just bought frozen wrapping paper. Okay, <laughs> I have two that's kinds. Good. That's, that's I what wrapped, they want. I wrapped yes. everything in frozen wrapping paper, but 
real simple wraps everything in a real simple like um, brown paper or a, a you know a paper bag. So that's your backdrop for all of these ideas. Mm-hmm. Okay, idea number one: found objects. Okay, you don't have to go buy you know buy bows. Just here's here's what they suggest: trimmings from your wreath or costume jewelry or even pretty paper scraps. Now, Liz, I'm guessing your paper scraps are like boarding passes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Those tags you ripped off your gap items <laughs> right before you put them on and flown out of the country. Exactly. Yeah. Pretty. Uh, what would a pretty paper scrap be? I don't know. You'd have to be crafting in other ways yes. to have any pretty paper scraps. Yes. Well, yes, all... the, I know if you did, I'm um, scrapbooking, Liz, yes. you would yeah. have um, extra paper scraps. That's probably true, yeah. Julie. Yeah. But but we don't do any of that. So our paper scraps are actually scraps of paper. So old tissues with yeah. that box. I know. <laughs> Monica has a lot of that. Inserts from magazines for subscriptions. <laughs> That's nice. People love that. Okay, the second one. Use your permanent marker. Oh yeah, all you need is a metallic paint pen and a creative hand to beautify your basic paper. And eh, we're out. No. <laughs> this involves drawing things on the package. That's not possible for us. Mm-hmm. It's amazing that none of us ended up with not a single one of us can do mm-hmm. anything draw wise. Okay. But I think this is where stencils could help. You yeah. could, you know, I could stay within a stencil. But not that I would ever attempt it. Do you have the stencils? No, but those are... Keep the stencils in your house, Liz. Anything you can buy is at least a possibility. Okay, here's a good one now. Just buy some wrapping paper. (laughs) Here's one. I think we can do this one. Party props. All right, this involves just getting some um, good pattern tape, which they have now, if you've seen that pattern tape, and then just taping things to the front of the box, like... Uh, an unblown balloon, for instance, oh, or okay. or three candles, or uh, a, a noise blower. This actually okay. looks pretty cute, and I believe we can tape. I think, yeah. I think we can do that. And the way they do it, a real simple. The tape isn't even straight, and it looks great. So I think we can achieve that. But you know what? All that stuff. It's like when I see decorating schemes that involve mismatched chairs and yeah. mismatched plates. I've have failed any time I have ever attempted that because somehow they make it look great and I just make it look like mismatched, like nothing. Like this looks awful together. I'm and not so- putting. I'm not putting a balloon on a on a package. <laughs> okay. Well, then you're not going to want to put the next one on either because it involves a template, and I have never understood how to do those have you seen those in magazines and then you're supposed to copy them and blow them up what the heck this is a a parchment paper parchment plumage they want you to put make feathers from a template and put it on your package and forget it and then the sound effects today have been outstanding okay and then wait it's the last one oh there's an ad i gotta go to the last the last one is um oh yeah this one we totally can't do this involves glitter and glue. No. Oh, no, no. <laughs> so messy. What's the point? <laughs> You're going to get no. your yeah. house messy and the other person's house messy. I, I've never enjoyed glitter in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> you know, within about 20 blocks of my home, there is an actual retail establishment on Wilshire Boulevard called It's a Wrap. You know what they do there? They wrap your presents for you. So this is what I believe in, supporting entrepreneurs who are trying to start these, you know, these businesses. So, like, if 
if I wrap these things myself, I am only being a job killer. I want to be a job creator. <laughs> my, my job is to be a job creator. And so I'm going to take my presence to It's a Wrap and let those fine people there who are trying to get a business going really have, have a better chance at that. That's my position. Good work. That's, that's so patriotic. <laughs> Hey, sisters, I know you only have a couple more weeks before you're going on this big trip that you didn't invite me on. But I want to mention uh, something came up today and I was like, you two, I'm going to get on this. There is a new drink out there that makes you get ready for this smarter and thinner. Mm. Ready for this? This is all over. Liz, I'm afraid you I'm sure you already know about this because it's all over Hollywood and Silicon Valley. Really? Now, when I hear that, I usually um, turn away because I'm bitter and jealous. Uh, with, you know, with, with that. <laughs> the people in Hollywood and Silicon <laughs> and, uh, Valley, yeah, or yes. people who are smart and thin, <laughs> smart, smarter and thinner. But here it is. It is a coffee drink. It's called Bulletproof Coffee, and it combines uh, three things. Um, you need to get out a piece of paper and uh, and write this down. Okay, I'm writing this first, down. First of all, you need some low mold coffee beans okay we'll discuss all the items i know we don't know what that is but we have to find that okay secondly then you combine this with one to two tablespoons of unsalted butter okay and then no (laughs) i know sorry is that a good sound effect with me (laughs) stick with me and then gagging gagging i wish i had a gag sound okay go ahead and then finally one to two tablespoons of medium chained uh, triglyceride oil. Okay, you combine <laughs> these three items, and it's uh, it's supposed to like make you smarter and thinner. It fills you up. You don't want to eat other stuff, and and but you're alert and you're bright. Uh-huh. Jimmy Fallon is into it. Gwyneth Paltrow is into it. Um, it's it's all. I'm sure the- Angie Jolie is into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So it's called Bulletproof Coffee. I mean, I think we got to try it, don't you think? I just Why? Don't I don't understand. I think coffee, one of the great attributes of coffee is that it has no calories. To me, that is why I think it's great. So why would you put butter in your coffee? <laughs> Lean to be smarter and thinner. Wouldn't you do that? But no. You aren't, I, you're not interested in being smarter or thinner, apparently. Well, but yeah, it, just it, adding fat to your coffee yeah. does not seem like such a good idea. Okay, what is I'm low saying, mold coffee? Okay. What's low mold coffee? <laughs> we don't know. So okay. that's that is that's the first <laughs> item that again apparently only the people in Silicon Valley and Hollywood know what low mold coffee beans are. But we have to. I'm going to ask tomorrow morning at my Starbucks to see if they have them. And I also I dare don't you. Know. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'm going to do that. And then I I also I know what unsalted butter is. I can I can get my hands on some of that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but medium chain triglyceride oil and apparently if you use the wrong kinds of triglyceride oil it makes a big difference yeah yeah so (laughs) but if you have this it's like fills you up and you're ready for the day i don't know i'm kind of in land's camp that coffee is so perfect in so many ways i'm not really into doctoring it up but uh, you test this out, Julie. I think that would be great. I'm going to ex- I'm going to listen to the Tuesday show with bated breath to just understand what all these three ingredients are and how delicious the end result is. Yes, I will. I'm going to try. I'm definitely going to try this. Uh, I'll let you know. I'm sure they're serving it at one of those food trucks on, on the Hollywood lot where you work, Liz. If you just uh... because if it can help me get to my bathing suit deadline, I'm willing to give it a go. 
Remember, okay. I have another 10 days or so before I have to pull the trigger on a bathing suit. So, okay. Just, I, I will, I await your report. I'm, okay. now, I'm I, now Googling low mold coffees and I still don't understand what they are. So now I don't, <laughs> please find out because I, I can't interpret all this. Okay, I, I will worth. get. The, I'm gonna and I'm gonna go. We have a in walking distance. Uh, we have a little health food chain. I'm going to go in there and ask for medium chain triglyceride oil. To see what see what you happens. You should try. I want you to try this before the Tuesday show. This is exciting. Okay. <laughs> it's exciting. Okay. Okay. Well, if that's not exciting enough, here's another big food trend that I know is happening in your neighborhoods, and that is now a big thing that hipsters are out foraging for greens in urban parks that you know in an effort to have more of that farm to table experience to have food that really does taste wild and fresh that um that a lot of people are just going out and they're collecting their own dandelions or pigweed because wild food tastes better and Mm -hmm. that if you go to certain areas like in san francisco you, they have, you know, they have a service there for a hundred dollars um, a dinner. They will, they will deliver to you a meal made entirely out of wild food. What do you think about this? Okay, it, just uh, you know, uh, Leon, you go first. You know who else enjoys, you know, foraging in public parks? Dogs who pee <laughs> on all the green stuff. I mean, uh, that is disgusting to me. I was going to say, you know, who else enjoys foraging for food in public is People who are fleeing civil wars yes. and refugees of all kinds, <laughs> you know? I mean, stripping the landscape of what is edible, it just sounds like something you would do only, like, under the most dire of circumstances. No, no, no. There's foraging apps. There are websites. In Orlando, Florida, for $30 a, a, a session, uh, they, uh, a guy will take you out into the woods in Orlando, and you can forage for various foods there, too. Okay. Well, out into the woods sounds a little bit different than public parks. That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about the public stripping our public parks uh, parks of any foliage of any kind. But you know, again, this is why stores exist. Be a job creator. Just just go, just go to a food co-op or a place where people yeah, are farmers market. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Let's just support the people that are already in this business instead of feeling like you need to just go do it yourself. That sounds awful. Okay. <laughs> Julie, for the Tuesday show, I want you to go do some foraging <laughs> and report back on your findings. No, I'm not. I'm not pro foraging. I really am not. But the coffee, I'm going to get you an answer on about the bulletproof coffee. And I'm going to be so much smarter and thinner. Thinner. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> Right. Uh, okay. We had a, a great, you know, Julie and I, we talked a little bit about toast, but um, there was just an inspirational post by Ellen on our Facebook group this week um, about all the things you can do for toast. You know, Julie and I have been singing toast praises for quite a while. Julie, I was amazed, weren't you? I mean, I'm thinking just, I use toast as a vessel for the many, many different kinds of of jams that are out there now. Speaking of hipsters DIYing it and everybody making jam, I worry that we're going to have such a jam glut in the jam, world. A jam jam, I think is what you <laughs> that, would call that. That we have to start eating at a very high pace to keep up with everyone's like berry, peach, you know, brandy jam that they're cooking up in their hipster kitchen. So, uh, but these toasts, I think they veered into a whole nother level of toast. They had radishes on them. They had sweet potatoes on 
on them. Those were amazingly inspiring toasts, don't you think? Yes, I, I toast for every meal now, Leah. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> with with my coffee. Coffee. <laughs> toast and coffee. Okay, that sounds pretty good, actually. <laughs> Minus the butter. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get on the toast bandwagon. That that does sound. Oh, well, uh, you know, Liz, a lot of people are afraid of carbs, but not us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was that was the thing. Toast was losing favor. People, you know, wanted. It was one of the foods that was. You know, people just they don't have toasters anymore. Okay, mm-hmm. they're, they're gone. Okay, they don't want that appliance on their. Because because that space is being taken up by a juicer. Yeah. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Which I don't. Um, I don't understand. I don't find anything satisfying about juice. <laughs> oh, I do. Well, I, I kind of do. I need a crunch. It's... I need that. Oh, I need the crunch of the toast. <laughs> Another sound effect. Okay. All right. uh, I know we got to wrap it up here. Yeah, but we Julie, do. Can I ask a follow-up question on uh, some Christmas gifting that I did? By any chance, did my gift arrive to your Dallas grandchildren yet? Whoa, Liz, I, I, I was on a heavy rotation of uh, babysitting last week. Uh-huh. And these things <laughs> came in the mail you have to describe it liz i i first of all i mean thank thank you know hats off to the post office yeah that, that was a I, I don't think that was legal what you sent in the mail <laughs> to my three grandchildren. oh no that's the entire okay. concept see leanne when you were talking about wrapping yeah um i want you to know that like I found a gift for Julie's Dallas grandchildren this year that is like the ultimate anti-wrapping statement. Um, and they are, they're basically like rubber animals. Like imagine like, um, like a bath toy. How would you describe them, Julie? Yeah, they're like really, a, it's like soft rubber. So so, it, soft rubber animals. Yeah. And you can just write whatever you want on them with your, with your Sharpie. You can put the stamps right on them, on the animal. They the were, stamps were on the bear's head yeah, and yeah. on the moose's ears. They're called I, like manimals or malamals or some combination of the word male and animal. Okay. I forget. Now I forget I'm Googling they, that because I got to yes. see these. So I, I saw these when I was in Bend over Thanksgiving. You know, I mentioned our nephew Leo is working in a toy store there now. And so I was at Leap and Lizards and they had these. And they're basically, so I sent a bear a moose and a unicorn, right? They're so, delightful. They're so not- imagine if you could just take like a little rubber unicorn, write messages on it, like, Dear Alice, I am your Christmas unicorn, slap a stamp right on it, and the mail, the post office has to take it. You don't have to wrap it in anything. <laughs> That's, That's just- perfect for you. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Because it's the minimal amount of effort. And I thought it would just have a maximum effect. I was concerned, Julie, whether they would all arrive at the same time or staggered? Did I want them all? All three in the mailbox at one time would be super fun. Yeah, but... I just, I'm sorry I didn't see them delivered. Uh, I'd love to see them in the mailbag to see these little heads <laughs> coming out. I don't know how they went through the U.S. postal processing system. I, Were me they neither. going down the conveyor belt with all the boxes as well? I, 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 I can't find them. What, what do, you, do you think they were called mailimals? Okay, let me look. Hang on. <laughs> Yes, I can. I'm not. I'm getting. Can you mail animals? I can't. I can't. I tried writing. Mail. Oh Try animal, Leon. Oh. Animal. Okay, that's a cute name. Okay. Uh, oh, these. Here are we like- go. Right on collectible mailers. There we go. There they are. Animals making mail fun. That is there. And you can see if you go to uh, MarkySparkyToys.com, which is where I am. 
you can see the bear and you can see how you just write, like I wrote Peter's address, name and address on it, put the stamps on the bear's back, just the way it is in the picture here. And then I could write the rest of my messages all over the rest of the bear. They're absolutely adorable. Animals making male fun. And emails. I'm still not getting it. Okay. okay. Try MarkySparkyToys.com. That's where I'm looking at it. Yeah. Well, it was it was a huge hit. High impact <laughs> gift. Liz. Once again, you went where nobody else went. You broke new ground with this gift. And I think for aunties out there all over, this is the ideal auntie gift because they were delighted. Del- all three of them, all different, you know, yeah. uh, different ages and for different reasons. But they were perplexed by it as I was too. <laughs> well, I knew especially Peter might not appreciate the cleverness of it because he's so. Oh, but he just liked the bear of it. He yeah. totally liked the bear and the big eyes. Oh, yeah. So, Leon, did you find Marky Sparky? I did. Okay, now I see it. Yeah. Okay, so then you see on their page, they have the picture of the animal in the mailbox. Yeah. And there's the whole display that they had at retail at Leap and Lizards and Bend. So that's what sucked me in. Yeah. Was seeing the animal in the mailbox. So, uh, yeah, okay. I was, I, I, but if you work for the U S postal service, uh, and you are, you are seeing this, this, <laughs> these, these animals come through, what's your reaction? If you're, if you're a satellite sister, uh, listener, I would love to know, are you as enthusiastic about these mailables or, uh, what are they called? Animals, animals, animals. Are you as enthusiastic about animals as we are? It's well, their I season, just got to tell you from season. my end. Even just putting them in the big post office mailbox was fun. You know, fun, fun, fun. Opening yes. up the thing, putting the moose in, closing the thing. Opening up the thing, putting the bear in, closing the thing. Opening up the thing, putting the unicorn in, closing the thing. I could not have entertained myself more. Yeah, it was, that was, that was really, it was a great gift, Liz. <laughs> Okay, just wanted to establish, as long as we were talking about wrapping. Quite a selection, too. You got wahoos and sea turtles and cats and ewes and, yeah, Little Chill. I think he's um, from Frozen. Here's the thing. If you want to try this, the stamps take up quite a bit of room. And (laughs) so, you know, you have to put like $3 worth of postage on each one. So the minis, Leon, I'm not sure you'd be able to have stamps and address. Anyway, you can, you can check it out. I just okay. wanted to, I wanted to have an alternative to gift wrapping. And here it is. You got your animals there at Marky Sparky Toys. All right. Okay. We, we have to get going. Yeah. Because <laughs> we have to get together later without you, Jewel. Um, yeah. Yes, so. I know. I have to. Well, listen, I have to go get my low mold coffee beans. So uh, be busy. You're going to be so smart and thin by Tuesday. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Don't forget, call your satellite sister. 